Life Audio. Hey friends, Heather Creekmore here. Today's show is sponsored by Classical Conversations. Are you interested in homeschooling? Well, Classical Conversations equips parents with a proven curriculum and support from a local community of homeschool families all walking the same path together. You're their first teacher. Be their best teacher. Learn how to make homeschooling doable for you at classicalconversations.com slash compared to who. That's classicalconversations.com slash compared to who. Well, hey, friends, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compare to Who show because today's episode, oh, we're going to an interesting place. We're going to talk about clothing and sizing and why clothing sizes vex us so and why they have so much power over us too. Like, oh, I don't want to go up in size. I don't want to change sizes. All the times I hear this, all the times I've thought it, quite frankly. And I have to give credit to my client, Kim, who years ago said, I think you need to write something, record something that was called terrorized by size. Because we are, we are internally tormented by the size of our clothing. Boy, uh, you know, as I say it out loud, it sounds a little silly, maybe even a little wimpy, right? Like what? A little letter or a little number on a little tag in my clothing has the ability to ruin my mood or affect how I feel about my worth and value? What? Oh, but friends... It messes with us, doesn't it? So that's where we're going today. I'm glad you're here. If you haven't left a review of the show yet, I would be so blessed if you consider doing that. Also, coaching is open. So if you want to talk about these things with someone one-on-one, I'm your girl. Find out all you need to know about coaching on my website at comparedtohu.me. I look forward to working with you. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Okay, so let's talk about this tough stuff. Are you ready? Let's talk about our clothing. Now, this is the time of year where a lot of us are maybe pulling out our summer clothes. Maybe you've had the luxury of living someplace where you were wearing, you know, winter clothing, bulkier clothing for a good part of the last several months. And now it's time to pull out those lighter weight clothes, those shorts, those swimsuits, all the things. And maybe you're trying stuff on or trying to find something to wear to your spring outing and you're feeling like, oh, it just doesn't fit like it used to. And then what do you need to do? Well, 
you got to go buy something else, right? Now, now, actually, I say that, and that's actually probably not even true. I would say for most of us, like the dieter mentality is not, I need to go buy something else. The dieter mentality is, what can I do to make these clothes fit again, right? So it's, what can I do to restrict my food? What can I do to exercise more? What can I possibly do to manipulate my body to get back into those clothes again? And then we say things like, because I don't want to go buy new clothes. I mean, that's not being a good steward of my money because I already have clothing. So if I have to go buy new clothing, like, isn't that just on me? Like shame on me for letting my body change sizes. And oh, goodness, like I need to, it's a problem I created. So it's a problem I need to fix. I should have been able to keep my body at the same size. And because I wasn't able to do that, now I am being punished by way of my clothing. And Part of the punishment is buying new clothes. Part of the punishment might be buying a bigger size clothes. How many of you have thought that? You can just raise your hand right now. I see them. I see those hands, (laughs) right? My hand is up. I've done it, friends. That's how I know how to talk about it. There's no shame here. Goodness gracious. I've done it. I've thought it. I've said it out loud. Those clothes, those old clothes, they can bring us a lot of shame. But I want to question a couple parts of that rationale, right? And the first one I want to start with is, is it true that you had complete control over your body size and the fact that your body is a different size, that's just all on you. And that was your laziness or your lack of diligence or, you know, your, I don't know, carelessness or lack of self-control. I've heard all these words around this. And I would challenge you to stop thinking like that, right? Bodies change. I'm going to say that again, maybe a little louder for those of you in the back. Bodies change. Now, those of you with children, did you get mad at your kids as they grew? You're like, ah, oh, I just bought this for you last year. I can't believe you can't wear this anymore. Or are you like, hey, you're a growing boy. It's okay. We're going to go buy you some new shorts because those are a little too short on you this year, right? Or with your daughter when she went through puberty, were you like, oh my goodness, I can't believe your shirts don't fit you anymore. How embarrassing embarrassing. What, what is that growing out of the front of you? Oh, yuck. You should be able to control that. No, you're like, oh, her body's changing. She's going to need different clothes and maybe a bra, (laughs) right? So why do we have this impression, this belief is probably the best word that you hit like, I don't know, 17 and your body doesn't change anymore because friends, that's just blatantly false. Okay. And you know, yes. Okay. Pregnancy. That's the obvious one. Right. And I've talked about this on the show before too. Like, you know, pregnancy, my body obviously got bigger four times as I had four babies, but after every pregnancy, and those of you who have been through it or not in your head, 
Other weird things changed, like my arms got longer. None of my coats or shirts that were long sleeve fit me correctly anymore because my arms were like an inch longer than they were before I was pregnant. It's the strangest thing, right? Feet can get bigger, right? And then just the structure of your body changes. Like things that used to be higher might be a little lower. Things that used to be narrower might be a little wider. But don't just believe that around pregnancy, Because my friend, even if you never had a baby, your body is still going to change. Even if you had 10 babies, your body's still going to change, right? Bodies change. That's what they do. That's why I like to say, if I could take a woman from every generation, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and I put them all in a line for you, And I didn't let you see their faces or any of their skin. So you didn't get any clues from, you know, from the condition of their skin or, you know, just like seeing their faces. No clues that way. But if you just looked at their body shape. Now, yes, we're all built differently. There's certainly some variance. But I bet you could tell who was in their 20s and 30s versus who was in their 50s. And I bet you could tell who was in their 40s and 50s versus who was in their 70s or 80s, right? Because our bodies are always changing. Okay, so it's a bit of a divergence, but you have to have that as a fundamental belief in order for you to understand that your clothing should not dictate how you feel about your body. You see, clothes were made for the body. Your body was not made for your clothes. Your clothes are non-living objects, right? They don't have any moral assignment or value. They don't have any thoughts or feelings. And again, they're non-living. So they are non-changing. They're non-organic. They're not going to change and grow. Although now I will tell you, like my favorite workout pants are like 15 years old. I've been through four pregnancies and they have changed and grown with me. Okay. So so there are some fabulous pieces of clothing like that, that, that will accommodate you as you grow and change. But for the most part, friend, why are you letting clothing tell you how your body should be? Clothing doesn't get to tell you how your body should be, especially not clothing that was from a year ago or 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, because guess what? Your body has changed. And clothing, again, is to meet the needs of your body to be clothed. Your body is not to meet the needs of your clothing to be a certain size. Oh, that's tough stuff. We're going to dig more into this whole sizing concept and why we're so uncomfortable around sizes right after this quick break. Hello, my name is Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I want to clarify something I said in the last segment, just to make sure we're all on the same page here. Right, your body may change sizes, and that may have to do with your weight. And changing weight is not a shameful thing, right? Your body knows what it's doing. And there may be a reason why you are gaining and holding on to weight. That's not out of a place of health for your body. And it's okay to explore that. Like recognize my friend that if you've gone through a really traumatic season, a really stressful season, your body's going to show it. So give yourself grace. And if you find yourself in a place where you're either restricting a lot and you're not doing what is good for your body with food in that way, or if you find that you just can't stop eating and you're eating and eating and you just don't know how to regain a sense of hunger and fullness and regain a healthy relationship with food, Both of those extremes, my friend, are places where you need to give yourself grace that you're in a hard spot and recognize that you need help. It's okay to get help. It's not just you. Many, many women are struggling with these things. But friend, no matter what is going on with your body, you deserve to wear clothes that are comfortable and that you feel comfortable wearing. Maybe even that you feel good in. It's okay to want that. It's okay even if your body has been through a really hard season and you feel like you've put on a lot of weight and you don't like where you're at. It's okay to dress that body well. <laughs> your body still deserves to wear clothes that you feel good in. It's okay. Well, friends, what I've noticed, though, is we have this unwavering commitment to our clothes. Like we are so allegiant to our clothes, like especially our favorites. Like these are my jeans. I love these jeans. They've been with me for, you know, X number of years. Oh, I have to I have to be able to keep fitting in these jeans. Like these are my jeans. And I don't know, maybe they were expensive jeans. Maybe they were jeans you got at Ross like me. But oh, I love the way they fit. Like these are my faves. I can't grow out of these jeans. I can't have it where these jeans don't fit anymore. Some of us are more loyal to our clothes than we are to our friends. Okay, I don't know why I said it. Yikes. But it's true. It's like, no, these jeans, they have to stay with me. They have to keep fitting. I can't go buy more jeans. Like, that would be irresponsible. But friend, what about having an unwavering commitment to your body? Right? Your body's not the bad guy in that equation. Your body has the job of keeping you alive. And sometimes it feels like it needs to add some extra cushioning because it's afraid you will starve. You won't have enough to eat or you won't have enough to work with as you go through hard things. 
why not be on team body instead of team clothing? Ooh, I know some of you, that's a hard thing to swallow. But friends, your body's going to be with you forever. And even if you can get back into those jeans at some point this year or next year, my friend, there's a good chance 20 years from now, those aren't going to be your jeans anymore. (laughs) Our bodies are always changing. Now, let me question another aspect of this, right? Sometimes our clothing is a symbol of a you or a me that we used to be. Sometimes I even go so far to say that they are symbols of our idol worship. So I have had clothes in my closet that were a size that I wore at a particular point in my life where I was so proud of being able to wear that size. Oh, I loved having that size on the tag of this special, you know, thing hanging in my closet. But what I've come to realize is that item of clothing has become a symbol of my idol worship. It wasn't a symbol of the time I was healthy because I wasn't healthy then. The only way that clothing fit me was I had an eating disorder. I overexercised and I worried and obsessed about my weight all the time so that that thing would fit, right? It was a symbol of my idol worship. It's not a symbol of my health. And yes, that thing doesn't fit me at all anymore. And so I have to question, do I need to keep it in my closet? Or is it kind of like, I don't know, like Rachel, when she took the household gods, like I just need a little symbol of how my family worshiped back then. Like, is it kind of holding on to a belief, a hope, an idolatry that we once held? Do we need to let those old size clothing go so that we can completely rid the idolatry from our lives? That's a question for you. If you were worshiping thinness or worshiping the ideal you or worshiping the thinner you, and you've got that one article of clothing, that's, you know, your, your those jeans and whatever size, and, and that's, those are your jeans. And when you can fit in those jeans, you're going to feel good about yourself. And that's when life's going to begin friend. That's, that's idol worship. That's not healthy. There's nothing healthy about that. There's nothing healthy for living to fit in a dress or a pair of jeans, right? Because I've, I've been there. I know it. In fact, wasn't it like Kim Kardashian had to get into Marilyn Monroe's dress for an award ceremony like a year or so ago. And she talked about what she had to do to, to do that, to get there. Was she able to live her life on purpose for a purpose for the Lord while doing that? I mean, I don't think Kim claims to be a Christian, but I don't think so. I mean, any of us that have done that, right? Your, your goal has to be change my body. And that is an all consuming goal. Like we don't have the capacity to pursue what God wants from us while we are pursuing fit in the jeans, fit in the dress. That just, that's just an aside, something else to think about in terms of what is your goal? What is your mission? And why are you hanging on to clothing that puts you on a different mission than God puts you on? Now, are you hanging on to it because you like the number in it? Are you hanging on to it because you like the letter that's in it better than you like the letter of, of other things? If so, I get it. But let's just talk about sizing, right? Sizing is crazy, especially now that a lot of our clothes, at least here in the U.S., are coming from China. 
Now, what I've noticed is you've got to read very carefully when you're ordering things, right? Because the size charts now are wilder than they ever have been. Where a size 12 is a triple XL, what? Like, okay, like, what is someone who wears more than a size 12? What did they, what did they get? Like, it stops at triple XL. It's crazy. It's biased towards a size of person, I guess, that is more common in, in China, right? And I w- I'd love to hear from some of my Chinese American listeners as to like what body image issues are like in that culture, because I, I do, I've heard just snippets that there's a lot of pressure to stay small because that's culturally what is acceptable and beautiful for a woman over there, which is very much the same thing here. But when the sizing is so varied, when a triple XL is a 12 on something from Amazon (laughs) coming from China, but then you go to Kohl's and a triple XL is, you know, I don't know, maybe closer to a 20 or 22. I don't, I don't even really know exactly how the sizing correlates. But friends, there's no standardization at all. So I started to research like, okay, well, like who governs this? Like when did clothes start to be standardized? Like what, like what body is behind this? And what I found was was years ago, right, when, when they were trying to figure out the sizing of military uniforms, they decided to standardize sizing so that you could get your military uniform in a size that would be close to fitting you without too much alteration. Um, this was also part of the industrial revolution, right? When we moved to mass reproduction of clothing, because think about it before that, like you would, every piece of clothing you owned was custom made for your body, right? Think about little house in the prairie, right? Like Caroline Ingalls, she sewed her own dresses. She went down to the mercantile and she bought the fabric and she made her own dresses, So they were custom fit to her. So Caroline Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie didn't have to worry about what size she wore. She made her clothing to fit her body. I don't know. Some of y'all maybe watch When Calls the Heart. And I think about like the dress shop that they have in that show, right? That if you wanted a beautiful dress, you picked out the beautiful dress from, you know, from the sample, but then they would make it to fit your body. But when clothes began to be mass reproduced, they had to have some way for you to tell which article of clothing would fit you best. But the truth is human bodies are too diverse to simply fit into categories, extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, double XL, triple XL right? There are too many variances. And that's why when you go into one store and the small fits you and you go into another store and you need a large and you go into another store, you need an extra large and you're like, wait a second, how can that even be possible? How can I wear a small, medium, large and extra large, right? It's because it, it just was never meant to be this way. It's a dangerous game. And friends, let me encourage you, stop playing golf with your size tags. Now, let me explain to you what that means if you're not a fan of the game of golf. In golf, the lowest score wins, right? 
But friends, there's no winning. The lowest size tag doesn't win. Now, I'll confess something very embarrassing to you. When I was in graduate school, I remember my friend Anne and I, uh, we had this joke about when we picked up our clothes from the dry cleaner. I don't know why I went to the dry cleaner so much in graduate school. I could barely go to the dry cleaner now, but that's a whole aside. (laughs) But when we picked up our clothes from the dry cleaners, we would take the smallest number on the size tag. We would take that article of clothing and we would put that on the window side. So if you walked by your car and you saw like that, you would see the article of clothing, the smallest size on it. It's like it was some sort of announcement to the world that we wore this certain size. Now, who were we fooling in that? (laughs) No one, right? Because really, like, let's just think through this, friends. Okay. What do we get out of someone knowing or seeing that we wear a smaller size? What do we get ourselves out of knowing, oh, well, this is a size, whatever I have. I'm wearing this size. It's a smaller size. Oh, now I can feel good about myself. Like, who are we fooling? Friends, everyone around you sees your body every single day. Like, does it really matter to anyone else? What size is in your pants or your skirt or your dress? Like, are people really going to think I look thinner if they see my article of clothing hanging in my window that has a smaller size in it? I think, like, oh, she's that size. And then they're going to look at my body and be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, she is that size. That's a smaller size. No, no one cares. Now, I'll tell you what's weird. What's weird is when we do try to wear things that don't fit us, right? Because we really want to fit in that small size. And so we're wearing those jeans that are way too tight and way too uncomfortable. And they're giving us irritable bowel syndrome because they're cutting us off at the stomach and we can't breathe. But, you know, it, I'm going to wear this size jeans. I cannot grow out of the size jeans. And then we feel awful and yeah, okay, maybe people do notice, hmm, her jeans are looking a little tight. Wouldn't it be better to just let go of that size fixation and go buy some pants that fit, buy some pants that don't cut off your circulation, allow you to breathe, allow you to know when you're hungry and full because you have (laughs) the ability to communicate with, with the nerves around your stomach again, right? Just buy clothes that are comfortable and fit you well. Who cares what number is inside of them? Who cares what letter is inside of them? Friends, if it bothers you a ton, what I do recommend for clients is you cut it out. Buy the article that fits and then cut out the size tag right away if you need to. If it's going to bug you every single time you look in your closet to see that number, then cut it out. But you don't have to do that because friend, why should we let our closet shame us? God says we don't have to live condemned. We're already accepted and approved. Why are you going to give a little tag the ability to condemn you, especially when It is so randomized. I mean, my goodness, I don't know, like I'm a clearance rack shopper. And so there's been a lot of times when I've bought things at clearance racks or even at outlets where like the size was way off, 
right? And you know, when it's like, it says a small and it's an extra large item, you're like, yeah, I'll take that, right? But if it's the opposite, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Boy, I don't know if I want that tag in there. But it's so ridiculous. It's so silly. In fact, I need to give a shout out to Chico's, right? Because Chico's, I don't know how many of y'all have ever shopped at Chico's, but Chico's was like really trying to help us all out. So Chico's, if you don't know about it, their sizing is a zero, one, two, three, and that's it. So zero is like, I think two to six. And, and then they've got some like, you know, half and like one and a half. So like, I think if you're a size 10, you can wear like a size one there. And I mean, they really tapped into something, right? They understood that this really bothers women, that we really get fixated on it. And they probably were helping their sales for quite a while by allowing women who would otherwise wear a size, you know, 10 or 12 or 14 to wear a size one or two. So then you can say, I'm a size two. But why? Why, why, why? And I'll tell you, I bought some jeans at Chico's online not too long ago. (laughs) And they had the regular size number in them. So I figure with online business, it probably just got too confusing. They probably had too many people that wanted a size two, buying a size two and getting a pair of jeans that were way bigger than they expected. I I don't know. I don't really know any history or research on that. But it is funny to me that they tried it because that's how real the struggle is. So, hey, I want to hear from you. Are you struggling with size? Are you really having a difficult time with the concept that you might have to go buy new clothes in this season of your life? Do you feel like maybe you don't deserve to buy new clothes? Do you feel shame around that? Like maybe you're embarrassed to tell your husband that you need some new clothes. Um, Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe this isn't a good time to have to go buy new clothes, right? The economy is not doing great. But friend, let me encourage you. (laughs) It's okay. Your body needs to be clothed. There are lots of places you can be a clearance shopper like I am. Go to Ross. I know I have a lot of good friends that do Goodwill and places like that and find great stuff. There's lots of options for you to get a couple affordable garments that make your body feel good. In fact, I just saw someone I follow on on social media just did a 100-day dress challenge where she got just a basic black dress and she wore it for a hundred days straight. (laughs) Like, and she, you know, made it look a little different every day, but why not get, get something comfortable that you feel good in, that your body can breathe in, that your body can move in. You don't have to go spend $500 on new clothes. Just buy two or three things that you can wear comfortably and do not worry about what size they are, because it doesn't matter. You're the only one who knows what that tag says. And it's not shame. If you have to buy a different size, it's all random anyway. And if you can, hey, find someone who'll make you some clothes, right? Maybe we all need to go back to the little house in the prairie, Caroline Ingalls days. Like, wouldn't that be nice to see something online and be like, you know what? I would like that to fit me. <laughs> Have someone make you something that's made custom for your body, right? They really had it right back then. <laughs> that would have been a much healthier way for a lot of us to do that for our body image, wouldn't it? So, hey, I don't know, maybe if, if you make clothes... <laughs> Maybe we can, maybe we can start a new business for you. Well, I'm glad you listened today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living and hey, 
don't worry about those clothes in your closet. They're not determining your value. Jesus has already said, you're approved, you're accepted, you are loved. You're loved beyond measure and you're loved beyond what that size tag says. Thanks again for being here. And hey, Compared to You is a proud part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. If you're looking for great Christian podcasts, go no further than lifeaudio.com. They've got lots of great content you're going to really enjoy. Check it out, lifeaudio.com. Oh, hey there, before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor, leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration, and I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.